Welcome, listeners, to another episode of True North Nerds. Yay! <coughs> no one else is going to do the Avengers theme with me here? I'm, I'm, I'm starting I was gonna, it. I was going to hold off until... I thought until... it was the Superman theme you were doing. I was no. like, wrong movie. I, I was going to hold off themes. until uh, we had to uh, give our, our, our little break. So, this episode, there is no news that we are going to exclusively talk about Avengers Endgame. Mm-hmm. Which the news means, is it made a lot of fucking money. Yeah. No news is Oops. good news. So, it's a... Uh, it's uh, going to be filled with spoilers from top to bottom. This episode will have spoilers. One big old him. bucket of spoilers. Yeah. So if here's the non-spoiler version. It was very good. You should go see this film. Then come back and listen to us. Especially if you like this. Marvel stuff. And then go, go out, come back, listen to us. And disagree with everything we say. Or agree. Well, <laughs> yes. So... Uh, this episode, we have Jen. Hi. We have Ryan. Hello. And Kevin. Yay, I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, you have approximately two seconds to now shut off the episode before we start talking about spoilers. Okay, let's okay, spoil this We're going to spoil the crap out of it now. <sighs> so that is your... Last and final warning, and we're going to talk about it. So, Spoilers start now. Did anybody not like the movie? <laughs> I didn't even get through I didn't it. like the movie. I loved the movie. Oh, oh that was so corny. <laughs> did anybody not cry during the movie? I didn't cry. No? Nope. Not at all? Nope. Not a single tear. Nope. I cried oh. more the second time I saw it than the first time. Really? I heard Kevin sniffling during the during the movie. Yeah. I heard... <laughs> yeah. There are a couple scenes that get me. I, that for me, it's... I went, yay! But I didn't cry. Oh. For me, okay. it's the, the battle scene at the end of the movie. Oh, there's multiple like, times in that scene. Like, uh, like as Ke- the way I o- I've been explaining it is, uh, it, like, it's tears of joy to us. Oh yeah, extent. It's, it's tears of excitement. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when I was growing up, comics were not particularly cool to be into, and not only that, the movie adaptions we got, with the exception of like the '89 Batman and the and 78 Superman. Superman. Are pretty terrible, yep. especially in the Marvel department. Oh, yep. Like watch the '90s Captain America, and that that no, will bring don't, tears don't, of don't a do it. Or Howard the Duck. Kind. Oh, and we'll did, get back to him too. The the uh, honest trailer for Howard the Duck was on YouTube the other day. We watched it, and it was pretty funny. Yes, it makes me never, ever, ever want to see that movie. Mm. You've never seen it, period. Oh God, no! Why oh. on earth would I? Because uh, I saw it as a kid, and your dad was into like. 
that era of comedy, like Chevy Chase movies and stuff like that. Yeah, Chevy Chase is in that. No, but it's a possibility. So, um, what what's the best way of doing this? Just go around to each of us and we all add our comments along the way? We start sure. at the beginning and work our way through? <laughs> so, Well, the beginning, um, that's where the tears started for me. Oh, yeah. They I just... knew what was going to happen. <laughs> right? I mean, let's let's create an idyllic, picture-perfect family picnic. family picnic. Oh, yeah, that part made me sad. Yeah. It didn't make me cry, but I was like, oh! It's like the, well, it's just like Guardians. They they start off the movie going right for the feels. Yeah, they just reach in your chest. Like, hey, let's, does your hurt? Let's rip that out. I think the reason that it didn't really cry on any of the the sad because you're a heartless monster. Thanks, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. It's because all of the deaths were like relevant to the story and to the plot. Nothing. Nobody was killed for the sake of killing. Like everything right. had a purpose. Right. And I don't think it was really... None of the deaths were really all that surprised. Oh, okay, except for Black Widow. That death was surprising um, for me. But um, none of the... Like, it still served a purpose. So, I mean, it was sad. But it was, like... <coughs> that's the way to say it. It, it, was, it was sad, but it was also, like... It was cathartic. It was, it was an mm-hmm. important death. Like, it wasn't in vain. So, yeah. right. you couldn't... You, you felt upset by it, but I didn't feel like it was a waste. So, I think that's why I didn't really cry for many of them. I think I would, would feel less emotional if it was if I felt it was a wasted death. Like, I wouldn't be... I'd be more mad not crying or sad about it. No, see, I would be more sad if it was a waste. Oh. Because then it's like, well, what was the point? It's just... Yeah. It's see, just that's why depressing. I'd be more like, what's the point? Yeah, see, I go depressing, you go angry. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So with ah the emotions the the movie starts so off emotions. with Hawkeye's family getting dusted, yep. Which uh, yeah, I guess that's now the term for yeah. for Thanos's uh, yeah. snap. What happens to you? Well, yeah, well, the, well, the, it was the victims of the vanishing. Yeah, the monument in San Francisco. The the weird <coughs> part about it is is like. The minute you saw Hawkeye with his kids, you knew what was going to happen, but yet you still didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah. We didn't know if it was going to be all of them. Yeah. yeah like, and I knew that all the dusted people were going to come back at some point. So even though it was, that's another reason. Well, I'm like, even though it was sad, I knew it was going to be okay in the end, unless Hawkeye died during the movie, which is why that part with Black Widow and Hawkeye, I was like, oh my God, what's going to happen? Yeah. <laughs> but it also really made his character, well, they never really called him Ronan, but his, his character They Ronan, never call him Hawkeye either. But they make that character transformation, like the death of his family makes that character switch really, like... Oh, what? yeah, it, it totally sense. pushes yeah. them off the deep end. Yeah. It's like, and I mean, of course it would. Yeah. <laughs> and to find out, like, well, my family got turned to dust. My but three all these, children and my loving wife. All these gangsters and drug dealers and yeah. everything are still out here? Yeah, we need to balance those scales. Yeah. And with a sword. It's kind of interesting, to, as awesome. you watch the movie, the different parts of Marvel's comic books that, like, these things get pulled from. Like, Ronan is what... Hawkeye came back as after uh, what after was it? Black after after Avengers disassembled, right? And Wanda Wanda brought him back to life after um, oh, what was the mutant thing? Um, uh, no more mutants. House, House of M. M. House of M. Yeah, yeah. she but, did. Yeah, because the House of M. She said no more mutants, and then also brought Hawkeye back to life. His family being murdered off and stuff is very much the ultimate version of yeah. Hawkeye because, but like different, like 
same general idea, completely different setting and well, circumstance. The MCU Hawkeye bears very little resemblance to the Marvel Comics Hawkeye. Yeah, it, 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 he's not even as snarky as the, no. the comic book no. one is, but I still and he doesn't like have, the character. Like, I mean... Comic book Hawkeye was a drifter at the beginning. Like uh, he was mm. a bad guy turned good. Has and, a very tragic background. Yeah, he was trained by his swordsman in a circus people. Yeah, and there were a lot of comic book characters from the fifties and sixties who were circus people to begin with. That that origin doesn't <laughs> apply these days. Uh, well, that's a good way to get all the specialized training. Right, exactly. That's why they're so limber and they yeah. can jump around. Yeah, exactly. So making him a shield agent changes his character fundamentally, mm-hmm. right? So, uh, but yeah, but they don't like even the character. I I don't really know Hawkeye in the comics, but Hawkeye in the MCU is he's very secretive. I mean, you don't even know he has a family until which right. movie? Like the fifth one? <laughs> no, uh, Age of Ultron. Well, Age of Ultron, uh, yeah. the Avengers movies. Yeah. yeah. So uh, he goes off the rails. Uh, well, sort of. We see. The the Avengers go after Thanos, and a rocket. Well, before we get to that, like we get, yeah. we find out how Iron Man gets rescued. Yes. Oh yeah. After, uh, that's the, first. I, they did a really good job of making him look like emaciated. And yeah. Oh yeah. Especially in the Avengers sickly. compound, like you, yeah. Yeah, he looked I'm a lot sure sickly there. CGI yeah. and makeup. Oh, I hope so. But it looked like he went on the the Christian Bale. Yeah, diet from what, diet. what's it called? The mechanic, the, yeah. the one yeah. where he's <laughs> he just looked like he was wasting away there, and the interactions he had on the ship mm. with with Nebula, with Nebula, was were, were great. Like, teaching her how to play that little folded paper football game, and he's like, "Okay, there, you won. Good game." Like, let's I, play again. Like that's just <laughs> her character arc was. I love yeah, that really she became good. such a prominent character, and that Nebula, like Nebula, was never a major character in the comics. So no, but it, it's again, it's sort of weird in the Infinity Gauntlet comic. She is kind of a major point in it, but completely yeah. different way yeah. as yeah. than she is in this one. Yeah, no, I love that she she became such a, a more relevant character. From what if she was in the first Guardians, right? Like the yeah. first Guardians, yeah. she was basically a background character. You do mm. very little. A background about her. villain. Yeah, right. a background yeah. villain. So it's like, no, like we barely knew anything about her, right? And right. I love that she kept popping up in all the movies and got more and more. Yeah, more developed. More developed, yeah. Because I really like her and I really like Karen Gillian. Well, no, exactly. I was, Ever since Doctor Who, yeah. I love Karen Gillian and I'm really hoping that this like helps skyrocket her career in movies. Well, she's <laughs> also taken up directing too. So, And she's got another Jumanji movie coming yeah. out. Yeah. So. I like her. I want good things for her. Yeah. Karen Gillian, if you're listening, that's, yeah. that's a thumbs up. Good so wishes to you. <laughs> they go after the what's left of the Avengers go, goes after Thanos and only to who discover. here's been in space before? Oh yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Don't puke in my oh, ship. <laughs> only to find out he's only he's already destroyed the stones, which I thought was a neat way of setting off why they have to do yep. the time travel. Yeah, yeah. I thought like, that was brilliant. Uh, the the whole the whole we're gonna fake you out and uh, just it just. When when the screen went black and all of a sudden it just said five years, years later, later. I was like, wow, I did not expect this. So when they had said prior that, oh, all the images we're showing are from the first 15 minutes of the movie, that was true. Because yeah. it didn't matter because the first that, that first 20 minutes or so or however long it was until they kill Thanos uh, was unimportant. Not that well, it wasn't unimportant, yeah. but it, 
it wasn't the catalyst of the story. The thing is, is that you always expect the good guys to like find the bad guy, defeat the bad guy. Everything is good and happy. But this time, the bad guy wins. Yeah, and like sure he dies, but he still won. But he still won. Like they got what he wanted. They couldn't at that point undo it. And every like I love the how they do the after effect. Like five years of that. Is like even they even cut out like animals and things like that because I mean when everybody goes everybody goes. Well, so it's, it was half of all life yeah. in the universe, not humans, not aliens, not sentient well, beings. Life <coughs> in Infinity War doesn't he Does even make a point because disappear? of? Uh, I wondered that too. Because <laughs> of uh, Stark putting up such a good fight that like half of humanity will live. Like he he he. Sort of points that out, like fifty percent of humans will yeah. make it through because <laughs> you gave me a good fight. You still lost, but <laughs> well, his, his whole thing even before when he would go planet to planet is he would only just, you know, he would kill yeah. half the population. Yeah. So when he's making you know in his mindset when he's saying half the universe or half of living and he's thinking half of whatever lives on that the, planet. The sentient planet that's destroying the planet. Mm, yeah. Or the sentient People. species yeah. that's destroying the planet. Scarlet Witch doesn't... Or not Scarlet Witch. Uh, Black Widow doesn't know how to do anything else, so she's still kind of running a version of S.H.I.E.L.D., So she I becomes guess? Nick Fury? Yeah. But, yeah. I mean, even that kind of character drop is like there there's no need yeah like right they, and i liked like she looked tired yeah and i liked it i i liked this is weird for me to say but i liked the way her hair looked yeah like she hadn't even bothered to color her hair it or was cut still, just let it grow it, it, just, it was just growing out and it mm. was still blonde at the end and she didn't care she was just sort of living day to day well yeah. you have to think like what kind of the situation like what shape would the world be in when half the people and half you have to think governments that, are going to fall yeah, people are going to try to take advantage well, of the situation that whales are in like the hudson yeah, right? yeah. you know because like the, because there's, there's less, ships. less ships yeah, less the traffic you know. yeah but it, it's it's one of those things you also don't want to think too deeply about you no, can't exactly. because uh you know the the Marvel Universe has fundamentally changed after yep. this movie. And yeah. then they put all those people back again. But they're right? back the way they were five years ago. Yeah. So younger siblings can now be older than their yeah. older brothers. Yeah, and uh, we we will get to yeah, we'll get something to really interesting yeah. about that that Nate Milton brings up. By the way, Nate Milton's going to appear later on in the show. <laughs> <laughs> but even um, the fact that like you saying that the whales were coming back and like it kind of makes you think well for all of the faults in the plan Thanos's plan worked yeah yeah I mean it wasn't a good idea well that's what made him such a relatable villain yeah. in yes. the first movie yeah or at least I'm his, under, you can kind his, of understand yeah. the, his point. And what even when they go to kill about, him, they're, he, he's like resigned. He's like, well, I did what I had to do. Yeah. Chop off my head. What, what <laughs> Thanos was... Thanos's goal wasn't necessarily a bad one how he went about it was horrible yeah. right that's the oh, yeah. the means didn't justify the ends. ends you can see such a difference between the thanos at the beginning of the movie which is the older thanos and the thanos at the end of the movie which is the younger thanos yes. because well, that thanos is still very much the war hero and the warmongerer and he's still trying to collect the stones while as the one at the beginning of the movie the older thanos 
he's done it, so he's like at peace. Yeah. But see, and then the other thing you can say is that that Thanos, the one you know, so Thanos, older Thanos, is like he thinks that you know that the universe is going to be grateful that he's done this. That's why he's at peace. He's like, I did what I need to do. I'm relaxing in my garden. While younger Thanos, that's trying to get to that point, sees, okay, I've reached that. And the universe is a bunch of ungrateful children. Yeah, exactly. So, so I it think pisses it, him off even more. So that's why he changes his plan to just yeah, fine. I'll just everybody. get everybody. Yeah, but I really liked how they made that change. Oh yeah, in his it's great. Yeah. It was really interesting. So at the at that point in the movie, we also get uh, one of our first sort of Easter eggs in the the council or the uh, what do you call it? Not council. The uh, the meeting that. Steve Rogers is hosting the uh, oh yeah the um, support group support group so uh, one of the Russo brothers is the the guy who went out on the date yep but the guy who asked him about it is Jim Starlin, Jim Starlin. the guy who created Thanos yeah. so yeah. who has had his difficulties with Marvel over of course the last he would survive the, the dusting yeah <laughs> created Thanos. I created you. <laughs> and it was, a, and if you missed it, I wouldn't blame you because I didn't. I, I had no know. idea what he looked no. like. Oh, yeah, I knew he was in that scene, so uh, I knew who was going in. No, I didn't know any of them. Me either. Yeah. yeah, so they, I, I like how they keep with the characters that have how they've grown and stuff, but still keep the fundamental parts, like the time travel idea that they throw at Tony. He can't leave it alone. Yeah. yeah, like it's just like it's that itch he can't scratch. So he has to at least. Oh, well, okay, gonna... I have to prove that I'm right, and this isn't going to work. Are we going to skip? Then so I'm done. We can't forget about the rat that saved the world. I love oh. the reappearance of Ant Man, and he's holding up the help sign. Yeah. He's like, where, where the did, hell am I? Can I understand where he gets the cardboard from? He's in a storage unit. Where did he find a marker? Oh, I'm sure there's markers in there. He probably had one in the van. Yeah, that's something I get. That's like the least of my problems yeah. with that. Oh, it's I have, the, have just shrunk and got out through the through the chain link of the fence. I think they didn't. Didn't they say something about the fact that they didn't have very many pym particles? That was later, or? though. Oh. So maybe, yeah, he well, still maybe had some he at that was point. All out and on he him, got maybe some yep. later yeah. on or something. Yeah. Yeah, but and, I, like and we, to him, it was five hours. Yeah. yeah, and we get another community cameo because yeah. there's people from Community. Mm-hmm. Like I think, it, other than Joe McHale, they've all they've almost all. Oh, the um, what was her name? The actress. Oh, Nicole yeah. Brown. Yeah. Oh no, no, she's in the, the young, movie, the, yeah. the young, the uh, um, the one yeah, that's in all the, the gifts on, and mm. the one that's on Glow. I have no idea. Yeah, Alison Brie. Alison Brie. Yeah. Alison Brie. But oh. uh, so. Yeah. You've seen Community, haven't you? I've seen like one or two episodes of Community. So she was the younger one. Ant-Man's idea, despite its flaws, basically helped save everybody. I yep. was right. Ant-Man saved the world. And I will publicly say this now. <laughs> Ed Campbell was right. There's time travel in this movie. <laughs> I thought for sure that that was going to be the red herring of all the things that we heard about it promotionally. <laughs> But turned out that nope, it, time travel was used. So and Ed I, was right, I was wrong. I love that Ant Man's theory is based on well, it was five hours to me, eh, so time travel must be real. Let's try it. Because <laughs> he, he, he doesn't really, he kind of understands quantum. Well, he quantum understands realm quantum at this point, stuff more but than he the doesn't rest have of them any do. kind of 
any kind of and education I, in it. I like the fact, but he is an educated engineer. Yeah, he's a smart man. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, I'm not saying not, he's not he's smart. I'm just yeah. saying he's not a physicist. See, I like the fact that only a couple people get how that works. <coughs> it's not like everybody's like, yeah, okay, time travel. It's like even like Rhodey, like War Machine, like uses all the movie examples, yeah. <laughs> including he, Hot Tub Time Machine. Yep. <laughs> and even Bruce Banner is like, let's. Well, I guess, but it's not really what I know. <laughs> so, sure, well, let's give it a shot. And, and, of course, Tony Stark has to come and save them. <laughs> Professor Hulk is great. Yep. I found that very weird, but I liked it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's, a, he's smart in Infinity Gauntlet, isn't he? Isn't that during the Peter David run I when they so, did that? Yeah. So he, it, it's, That was mid-90s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he, they went back in time and uh, he's like, smash a few things and he's yeah, like, passively like, rawr, <laughs> smash. They're so embarrassed. It's yeah. like, oh my God, really, guys? I can't believe that used to be me. <laughs> I really like him talking to the Ancient One. Yeah. Yes. Which, for everything that wasn't revealed in, in this movie... Um, I guess we should also say I haven't gone back and rewatched them. The trailers for this movie are bullshit. Well, of like there's they a are. lot. What, yeah, but that's usually trailers don't have other than Marvel ones don't have fake footage in it. Yeah. They have footage that isn't used sometimes, but it, overall it was some. It's usually stuff that was connected to the plot. Now we first started saw this trend with Thor Ragnarok, where they they kind of miscolored things and switched things yeah, around. Hit his but hit, hit the missing eye and all that kind of stuff. But that group of like we see that group going to the time machine in the in the teaser, and it's completely different than what we see. I don't is think it? so. Don't Thor think is so. thin in it. <laughs> yeah, but is it well? What we just see his face though. Tony's not in that group either. At least in the initial trailers, I don't yeah, think you see him in the Yeah, but that's just cutting it. Well, you could have just been because we don't see all of them in yeah. that trailer either. Because you do see um, that's just how Nebula, though, so yeah. in those trailers. And I, I mean, that goes back to like Pixar movies is my best example for they show a trailer no, that gets you uh, interested, yeah. but you have no idea what I'm it's about. I'm just pointing it out as yeah. like that was yeah. part of the marketing. Like, well, it's just like, of course it is. We had no idea the ancient one was in this film. No. Like, I don't remember hearing any stories about her being on set or anything. Or anything like that. I and was it was so, a nice surprise. Yeah, it was so nice to see that come mm, back. And she punched the Hulk out of, yeah. out of his body. <laughs> see, and I, when they went to the to his house, mm. I expected it to be Wong there. Because he was the one guarding it in yeah. Doctor Strange. Yeah. And she wasn't living there guarding it. Well, and, she was, knew, yeah. and then even in Doctor Strange, we didn't see her. She never walked around with the Eye of Ogamoto. Yeah, but the reason mm. she had it was because they were fighting the invasion. Which is one, so of, the, one of these things. Like maybe yeah. she just got it and went there. Yeah, because yeah, she can exactly. open doors wherever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, I liked it, uh, I liked how we got a bunch of like little cameo surprises. Oh, for sure. Like that. I was so shocked to see Robert Redford in that movie. Yeah, because <laughs> he is he's said for the umpteenth time that he's now retired mm -hmm. as an actor. But well, that was also oh. digitally de-aged Robert Redford. We're bouncing not by much. We're he bouncing around a lot, but I just the, the elevator scene. Oh yeah, <laughs> I love that scene. <laughs> yeah, no, I totally thought he was going to say. Okay, who wants to get out before we yeah, start? Yeah, I thought this? we were going to get a recreate. Well, maybe not a shot for shot recreation, no, but, but yeah, like the them go thing. down and the doors of the elevator open up and he's beating the crap out of them. Like, yeah. They're all on the floor. And then whatever. he's like, yeah. except that hasn't happened yet in that timeline. Yeah. Oops. 
No, but I thought like I thought they were. It was going to be a callback to that scene in the yeah. in Winter Soldier because, it's for us. because they, it's all those guys. As yeah, far oh, as I, I can tell, it's the exact same actors that they yeah. pulled out no. for it. But Hail Hydra! I mean, <laughs> oh. so good. And, and America's ass. Yeah, America's that was the best. Ant Man's reaction is like saluting him. Like that's that is America's ass. <laughs> like, he's such a fanboy. I yeah. know he's so cute. <laughs> So um, they go through each character. Go, we get like the greatest hits of all the Marvel movies. Who would have thought Thor two would be so important? Yeah, I love how they had to do a recap for the people who don't remember Thor two. <laughs> <laughs> now, was that just footage of Natalie Portman that they had from Thor two? They, I don't know if they've come out and said Renee Russo obviously was new. Stuff. Well, had to be. Oh, yeah. I loved that part. Yeah, that part and, was so sweet. But Natalie Portman. I have a distinct feeling it's leftover footage, because you she, never hear her talk, really. Her contract probably also said you're contracted for three Marvel movies. Yeah. They, yeah, but it could be like, whether they use old footage and use it in this one counts as a third movie or not, like, that's mm. another yeah, movie. They've and been and per- she did get her f- picture up at the end when they were listing all the... She went the to the premiere. The cre- yeah. yeah. So, so maybe some fences have been mended yeah. there a little bit, and... I, I I have a feeling it's old footage that was manipulated. You don't see her talking about it, no. talking or anything in it. And Rocket's a digital character, so yeah. it's easy to kind of put him in, in old footage, especially when he doesn't really have to completely interact with somebody. Yeah, like you don't see her him stab her with the thing to get mm. the the ether, is it the ether, the ether yeah, out of her. So what? oh god, Fat Thor cracks me up. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I keep mentioning the gen. This is a movie I want to get the Blu-ray of as soon as it comes out to watch it with the director's commentary oh, yeah, yeah. to find out like just on the scheduling aspect that must have been insane. Well, have you seen the video that Chris Pratt posted to Instagram? Yeah, that he wasn't supposed Did, to have his phone. Have you on? seen it? Yeah. No, I didn't watch it yet. So he snuck his phone on the set. For one of the big battles, they're all there. And, and just you see hands the debris. around, and there's there's Robert Downey Jr. talking to Tom uh, uh, Holland, Tom, Tom Holland, and then there's Chadwick Boseman, and there's Hemsworth. And they're all just <laughs> and Dave Batista in makeup, and they're all some of them are in costume, some of them aren't. Must have been cold that day because a lot of them are wearing coats. Yeah. I think it was a Nebula and a Gamora stunt double. Cause yeah, it didn't look, it didn't like, look like Gamora. It looked like her, but just off. And then, yeah, uh, but is that because it's not film in some way? Cell phone, yeah. Fire me one. No, I think it was just off enough that it wasn't. Yeah, especially Nebula. I'm like, oh, that's not Karen. Gunn. Yeah. <laughs> and then you there was it. Chris Evans comes. Stunt yeah, Chris Evans comes walking up to him, like, oh, you're gonna get in trouble or something. And he was just wearing a race. He's hamming up for the camera. Yeah, yeah <laughs> he, may, he may have just been there for coverage or something, but. So they they managed to rescue the the Infinity Stones from throughout time, and we see a number of nice little callbacks to like uh, we see the the start of Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, but oh. without the music. Yes. <laughs> yeah, and it was fantastic. Him mouth along into the oh god, it was so funny. That was a nice thing about this movie too. For as as heavy as it was, and how many people died, and how sad it was, they knew how to inject the right amount of co- of comedy into it so that nobody ever felt overwhelmed by yeah. depression. Yeah. I also think they did it better in this one than they did in Infinity War. Well, because Infinity War had to end on the downer. Yeah. You couldn't make it too light. Whereas this one, we know we're going to win at the end, so we can lighten it up. 
Yeah. Before we get there. I'm super glad we saw Infinity War the day before we went and saw mm. this Endgame, oh, though. Did you? Yeah, because I was like, I don't remember Infinity War in that much detail that I think watching it before would be helpful, and it was, so I was really glad I did that. Because it had been a long time since I'd seen yeah. Infinity War. Oh. Yeah, I rewatched it a couple days there before. There were characters I wanted to see more of, like... Captain Marvel. We made a big deal about oh my Captain God. Marvel being I in this movie. I totally forgot she was in that movie until <laughs> like the end when they're they're all started firing into space and I'm like, what did the scrolls show up? <clears throat> oh right, Captain Marvel's there. Duh. <laughs> yeah. And the other one was Okoye. I'm like, I guess she's running Wakanda, but we only saw her in the vid monitor, the yeah. sort of conference call. And right Tasha at the had. end. And at the end yeah. when she came in with everybody. Yeah. yeah. Like I wanted to see more Okoye. Um but uh, other than, I mean, those are my. Yeah, they really had to focus on the main of, six. Yeah. Well, yeah, otherwise was, it would have been a six-hour movie. <laughs> and it was really it was a send-off for those characters. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It was our original Avengers plus Nebula, Nebula. and Rocket. Yeah. And Ant Man. And Ant Man. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, the, the the part with the Soul Stone was very very sad. I loved the battle that. Um, Black Widow and Hawkeye had over yeah. who was going to be sacrificed. Yeah, that that teared me up a little bit. There. I do like when he's just like to the floating red guy when they're they're obviously they've been trying to figure out a workaround of one of them dying, and he's just like, "How you doing over there?" Yeah. He's just floating the red skull, just floating there, just. But then like, I was thinking to myself, floating. When was he floating? He kind of floats. He floats. Yeah. Does he? Oh, yeah. Okay, I never looked at his feet. So I was he thinking. I was thinking yeah. to myself, what happened if it was like Hawkeye and uh, Rocket that went to get the Soul Stone instead yeah. of Hawkeye and Black Widow? Like they don't really know each other. What, like? Or does it? Or is that it, one of the, the Red Skull just doesn't show up? He's like, well, this is going nowhere. Yeah, because so. <laughs> obviously you have to. Um, there has to be a sacrifice. Yeah, yeah. but it, and and the person who gains the Soul Stone has to feel the weight of that sacrifice. Yeah. So if it was Rocket and Hawkeye and. Hawkeye sacrifices himself because he's more of the sacrificial type. Is Rocket oh. going to be like, meh, Hawkeye whatever. Hawkeye went to kill himself. Like, Hawkeye was, yeah. Yeah. was ready. To now, die. the fact that, so in the end, he has to let her go. Yeah. Had he, that probably not happened. Had she just jumped and doom, doom, she's dead, would it have worked? Because yeah. she sacrificed herself fine, but he didn't give up anything. He let her jump. Like if it was a, okay, well, maybe that's if they did implied. a rock paper scissors, yeah. and then okay, and then it's she, the same. It's the same with the time travel aspects of this movie. If you really start thinking about it, you'll poke. No, but a that's lot what I'm saying. So in, in the end, he had to let her go. Like he's roped yeah, on. He yeah. can't. So he let her go. So it works. Mm-hmm. So he yeah. ended up losing something. He lost. You know, her and they have so, a connection. But I'm gonna jump to the end of the movie. But it ties into this. When Cap goes back in time at the end of the movie, yep. my immediate thought was, oh, he's not coming back. And I thought we were going to see Natasha on the platform, that that Cap would have gone back in time and replaced her. Oh, I didn't even, that think, was of that. Oh, I didn't even no. think of that either. My theory was, oh, he's going back. One of them is the Soul Stone. He's got to put the Soul Stone back and somebody still has to die. He'll take her place. And then when that didn't happen, even yeah, see that's the thing though. Somebody doesn't have to die anymore. Yeah, because they already it did back. it, and they're, they're just—it's like they took it and they're putting it back five minutes later. Yeah. yeah. I but I thought I thought he there was going to be some kind of loophole where we get Natasha mm. back, and because we also I all assume that this is Chris Evans' last movie, it would have been a way for him to go mm-hmm. out. They, I'm happy with the way he does yeah, go yes. out. Yeah. But 
that was my thought was, oh, he's going to save Natasha. Okay, that the part, the way he went out kind of teared me up a little oh. bit, I, I'll admit, because I was like, oh, he finally got his dance and his happy ending. He looks like my Uncle Roy. <laughs> <laughs> Chris Evans and all that makeup is like, that's what my Uncle Roy looked like, like 10 years ago. <laughs> um, going back to the Soul Stone for a second, I, I, always saw, I also really love how they kind of hammered it home that this is a permanent fix time thing like we yeah. cannot go back and save yeah. her same thing with yeah. gamora like we cannot they, they save found them. a workaround with yeah. gamora but it's still like permanent you yeah. know what yeah. i mean that, like, so it, gamora it, prime is was that what nate was calling it yes <laughs> and, and as for as much as they were trying to not make alternate timelines that makes an alternate timeline uh well they already did with the they don't realize it but they already did with loki right no well then that's yeah. a whole other one so they've yeah. they've made in their their whole round trip of time travel they've at least made at least two alternate timelines yeah but we'll that don't matter that anyway because who cares? Yeah, that's their that's yeah. the ultimate and, and timeline. Unless problem. they want to do something with that later on, you know, yeah. like that. Yeah. The, well, I have some story possibilities. I'm sure Guardians Three is going to be the search for Gamora. So Ryan pointed out something in the car on the way back from it that I hadn't even thought of, and I'm curious if it means anything. Is so we see Thor go off with the Guardians of the Galaxy, uh-huh. to which Ryan mentioned. I wonder if that has anything to do with that tweet that Takawatatiti put out when James Gunn came back. But the what joking tweet said what tweet? When well, it, they rehired James Gunn yeah. to do Guardians Three. Yeah, he tweeted, "Oh, I thought I was doing that one." Oh, and, you no. know, made, and everybody thought, "Oh, because huh, it was all these rumors of you know, well, who are they going to get to replace him? Yeah. We'll bring he's in him." Good, he's and, a good idea for it. They share oh, yeah, oh, their yeah. comedic yeah. sensibilities, especially then if you're going to make it. The Asgardians of the galaxy. Like, if you're going to put Thor <laughs> in Guardians three, then it made you know, say, "Oh, well, were they going to go that way, or was the yeah. original James Gunn script including Thor, or like how?" Or it, it brings what up a lot of interesting there. questions. Like this, or this whole movie does in terms of like what's going on behind the scenes and stuff like that too. Yeah. But I, I, oh, I love this movie so much. Oh, it's so good. There's so much to unpack. Yeah, it's, and like oof. I want to go frame by frame when everybody shows up oh, in the big battle this, scene. Because there's people there that we didn't see. I Howard love, the Duck is in the battle. I really? Love, they snuck him in there I, okay, at, I was, like at somebody's feet somewhere. You see so him? I guess okay. he got killed off in either the snap or when Thanos destroyed nowhere, but yeah, he's in he's in the battle too apparently. As because I, we know that Sean Gunn is there, we we assume that's where he is because he gets a credit as Craglin. Because in, and yeah. he's in the he's in that Chris Pratt video we were talking about the the mm. cell phone video. He's standing right beside him. He stops well, and he, he says, "He does the motion control for Rocket, doesn't he?" Yeah, he's yeah. also the motion oh, capture. Okay. So, but in the credits, he's listed as on set Rocket slash Craglin. So. Oh. I uh, I'm assuming he's somewhere because you see other spaceships in that on the good guy side. Yeah. So I'm assuming he's in there somewhere, and it's it's either you can't really see him or it's footage that was cut. Yeah, there may have been a quick credit. cut to him in a cockpit somewhere or something like that, right? But and how used. they bring everybody in with Sam just like that was my you say, yeah. my favorite. I love that the oh. huge battle started with the line Cap on your left. Yes. Well, especially just before that, where it's just you have the shot and it's Cap from his you know you're behind Cap. And it's Thanos and his army. And yeah, he's, and he's like, just Cap. He's like, I'm. This is going to be personal now. I'm going to destroy your world. Like, I'm going to have fun doing it. Oh. And it's just Cap. And you yeah. hear like, 
Well, Cut. this is how excited we're jumping around and we're but missing you. But before that, stuff. yes. <laughs> Go ahead. Cap gets Mjolnir. No, that's not before <laughs> that's that. That's after that. Oh, is it? Oh, that's I after, I it was before that. No, that's after. It's no, during the, it's during the big I battle. It was yeah, but no, they the three of them take on Thanos yeah. first. Yeah, it's Thor, but he doesn't Iron get him Man. until later because at first Thanos no. he's uh, he, um, no, Thor is working with both hammers. Destroys his shield. He doesn't have the hammer then, does he? Yeah, because no, he destroys he gets... the shield and then he stands up and that. Yeah, because it's Thor. I mean, I've only seen oh, it once. But I've it was, only seen it once. It was Thor and be... Iron Man and and Cap going after him and giving him all they've got and and Iron Man gets knocked down and Thor gets knocked down and Cap saves Thor with and, yeah, the hammer and Thor is like, I Thor. knew it. Yeah, because he's doing the same thing that Thor was doing to him. He's pushing the blade yeah, yeah. The axe yeah. in and then. The, the hammer comes, and then you see it, ba- and that got such a big cheer yeah. when we saw it. it was... And I love Thor going, I knew it. Yeah. He's not upset. He's not overproductive. He's just like, I knew it. <coughs> and then uh, Captain Cap starts fighting Thanos, and Thanos kicks his butt and destroys the shield, and that's when... That's when that, everybody. Oh. Yeah, that's yeah, when everybody Yeah, because all three but of then, them are down for the count. But Cap of, keeps and... using the hammer throughout the big battle, and especially that part that's where right, that's when he it's that's when he he gets he stands up. He's got the broken shield. Yeah, he's got the cuts on his arm. He he's like pulls the strap tighter yeah. as if he's like, okay, let's you know, I'm not going down like this. You know, tightens it up, and then then yes, then that's when all of a sudden you hear the, the radio on crackle. Yeah, and he's like uh, on your. But left. he uses Mjolnir throughout the battle that's right. because yeah. there's no, that no. part where. Uh, Cap has Stormbreaker and Thor has Mjolnir and he's like, like no, 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 you get the little one. Yeah. <laughs> and that's when I started crying was when all the, oh. the characters came out. As soon as he said on your left and then the portal opens. And that's when I started going, Yee! Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like, you know, you got uh, Black Panther and his crew come through and then he starts doing his little chant and you see the whole Wakanda army behind oh, him and yeah. it's just like, and all the oh, Doctor ships. Strange and Wong and the army and of, all yep. of the sorcerers. Yep. Oh, so Peter, awesome. <laughs> Peter. Oh my oh. God! When Spider Man came back, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Do you remember when we were in space? And then I turned the dust. <laughs> oh my. Then I came. No, back I forgot, kid. I, or I passed out. Yeah. And then I, I and then came you were back. gone. And, was, and Doctor Strange said it was five years later. And then we, and, and we, and we had to hurry and up. And then he did that sparkly <laughs> thing with his thing that he does. And now we're here. And I'm like, I love Spider Man oh. so much. <laughs> I love the playing keep away with the Infinity Gauntlet. Yeah. yeah. You take it. That was a great way for them to show everybody doing something in action. Yeah, like, to go quickly just, through the whole battle. Yeah. yeah. I yeah. do really like the part where Spider-Man's got it and has to hand it over to Captain Marvel. Well, even before that, when he's like, activate kill mode. mode. Yeah. <laughs> and he said the last, the last movie's like, when am I ever going to use an instant kill mode? Yeah. Now, kid, that's yeah, when you're going to use it. <laughs> but with it, with Captain Marvel showing up and like, hi, I'm Peter Parker. <laughs> hi, hey, Peter, Peter Parker. Parker, you got something for me? Yeah. <laughs> and like that, that's the... So this is the weird part for me. That was the first time that I'm like, oh, she's got the character finally. Because yeah. in, in the she movie, filmed this before, before she, she did Captain, Captain Marvel. Marvel. Yeah. But as an actor, too, that's got to be a little bit kind of weird because Captain Marvel takes place before, before. this movie. So oh, she's yeah. got to make a character that was before. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's why they... you found her a little bit. Yeah, wooden. so it, it maybe that threw her off uh-huh. in her performance in Captain Marvel for me at any. Point. And that's when I was like, oh right, Captain Marvel's in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and their interaction is 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 great, it's like a mirror to the way they react, you know, act with each other in the comics. Yeah, except that like, Peter's the same age. Yes. And uh, yeah, then they. 
I didn't really like that they had the like honor guard of women having to help Captain Marvel. I'm like, Why? I thought that when all the women showed up, say when he's like, um, how are you get, you know you're gonna have trouble getting there? How are you gonna get there? And then they're like, she's not alone. Yeah, yeah. which was and a then nice they that to I, Infinity War. I thought it was cool, but it, I can also see how it looks a little forced. That yeah, that's time. what I thought. I'm like, it's almost Why? tokenistic. But Ooh. then we also have, yeah. we always have the same. The, we got the equivalent, but with all these big buff guys. So why not let the women do yeah. the same well, thing? Yeah, it is. The person who went toe to toe with Thanos and was did the Scarlet most damage Witch. was Wanda. Like that's what she, I was about oh, to say. Yeah, she, which totally makes sense. She was about. She is I, overpowered. I'm, I'm so. sure she was about to kill him, and that's why he ordered the barrage. From oh yeah, space. he was yeah. afraid he was gonna that he's going to die. Oh, yeah, and he's like, she I don't care if it him out. And I was like, yes, go Scarlet Witch. So the movie we're jumping around a lot now because okay. we're just so overwhelmed. Ends <laughs> with Thanos's squad being wiped out, Tony getting the better of him, but still. Well, at first he tries to he gets the gauntlet yeah. and tries to snap, and it's like, oh, everybody, you know, you're thinking, oh shit, and it doesn't do anything, and then you're like, oh wait, oh it's over yeah. here. Okay, so that was the one thing that got spoiled for me because images of Tony's gauntlet, like a uh, the. A toy? The prop version of that that you will be able to purchase in the next couple of weeks uh-huh. were leaked, but there was no confirmation on it. So I'm like, well, it could have been faked. But the minute that I saw that, I'm like, oh, okay, the nanites, and he's going to reveal that he's got the the gems in. But his the way gauntlet. the way they set that up, oh, it's really good. Going back to going all the way back to Guardians, where it's like you know you can't hold an Infinity Stone if you're yep. immortal, and then going back to the Hulk trying to do doing the initial snap. And what it did to him, who's like the strongest, yeah. and then seeing Tony with all the Infinity Stones, that's when I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> this isn't going to end well. No. Well, I mean, and Doctor Strange gave him the nod, like, this is your moment. Yeah. Right, this is right? the one. This so One. This is your one. So and Doctor that Strange, that he must have, makes sense. And, and Doctor Strange must have known the entire time that Tony was going to die. Uh-huh. Yeah, because he says, and if I tell you, like, you're not going to do it. Like, yeah. it, well, if, like well, basically, if like, you, you will try and do it. something else so yeah. you don't die, and we're all fucked. And yeah. I'm just thinking, like, him having to have that... Doctor Strange having to have that weight, and I mean, mm. well, you have to think back to it. So he knew that he had to give up the the stone yeah. to save Tony because he, Tony needed to die later. But right. that also meant he was going to die. Yeah, yeah, and that and hopefully, as long as things went the right way, he'd be back. Yeah, but things could have fucked up. Yeah, that's why. I, that's why I was really glad I saw Infinity War before because yeah. like little things like that, I probably wouldn't have remembered well, as I, clearly. I, I do. I did remember that it was a big deal that that Doctor Strange just gave the stone to. Well, Thanos. even the was, what's her name again? The, the ancient, ancient one, one was yeah. like, what's her, well, he gave him the stone. And he she, what? And that's what made her okay. Okay, yeah. then I'm I'm wrong. Yeah, he must be right. Here you go. Yeah. Take it. Yeah. See you later. So um, I I forgot to go back and listen to uh, I couldn't find the episode where we did our predictions at the start we, of the we, year. Uh, we haven't oh. gone done the death scene yet with with Tony and 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 Spider Man. And, and maybe you let me finish, and I'll be getting there. Well, you were talking about something else. No, we did we did predictions. <laughs> At the end of last year and the start of this year, and I couldn't find where exactly in the episode it was about which of the Avengers were going to end up dying at the end of it. And I know I predicted that Cap was going to die and Tony doesn't, but apparently I was wrong. And they did a really good moment with Tony passing away. Yeah. 
I can't remember if I predicted who was going to die or not. Oh, that was a long time ago. Yeah, that, and I couldn't find it. I know we did it. Yeah, I just couldn't find it in the episode. <coughs> but we need Pepper to... showing up in the rescue armor. Oh yeah. yeah, that was great. And I love that. I love that. That Pepper was like, "You can rest now." It's yeah. you know, just just like we've got this. You, you've fine. done your thing. Yeah, it was so, that part was really sad. I think probably if I watch it again, I'll cry through that. Part. Oh yeah, like she she and had to part... pull Peter away. It's like it's what I. Peter was almost more upset than she was. Well, yeah, because he was like, Mr. Stark, Mr. Stark. And then he goes, Tony? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, he's now seen two mentors that in yeah. in two debate. Uncles with yeah. air quotes. Yeah. D- how you want to look at it, like, died on his watch, yeah. right? Like, that's going to affect the kid. Yeah. Nope. But the I, I was really well done the way that, I mean he had to go so I thought it was really well done the way they did it and then yeah. the funeral scene was really very sweet they yeah. made Drax put on a shirt <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and I liked how they panned to all the groups of people yeah and Except there was for, the one kid that yeah. everyone was like who's that and it's the kid from Iron Man, Man 3. 3 yeah yeah now, I didn't know that until Brent told me afterwards I'm like oh right that movie I heard something about that scene where you see Peter and his aunt that he, he wasn't actually there that they all his stuff was filmed in front of green screens so I wouldn't that be surprised sc- when I watched that scene like that. I'm like the, I don't think those people are in the same room because like, they have just, a good chunk uh, of space in between and everybody. it felt like it was a composited shot like they got the guardians yeah. for they managed to round up the guardians for one one of the scenes and you know what that may have also been a thing because n- apparently nobody had the full script or very well, yeah, few and that's people what the, did. The, the only the story person who got the whole script was Robert Downey Jr. Jr. Yeah, because they, they asked for his blessing to and, end it, you know, yeah. the way for that ending. And anything. so I could see it that they did it that way. Like, they just managed to get these people in and just do a group shot because nobody says anything no. or really does and anything. And there were people in that scene who weren't in the rest of the movie, like Michelle Pfeiffer and, uh, and Aunt May. Michael Douglas. Yeah. Aunt, Aunt, May and and Aunt May and Sam Jackson. Yeah. Happy and, Hogan. Real. Uh, yeah. uh, and um, uh, well, this what's is her f- name? The leader of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, oh, Kobe uh, Smulders. Smulders. Yeah. Um, but it's one way Maria for... Uh, for for Spider-Man to not be able to spoil the movie if you just okay stand here in front of this green screen well, it, and look sad. It does it for all of them, right? Yeah. Like the, I'm sure some of them, like I, I'm sure Benedict Cumberbatch probably got a kind of an idea of what the scene was about due to the fact that you know he's in a black suit yeah. and so is Wong. Well, I'm sure right? most of them like, realize they're, but they're they at someone's funeral. They knew they were you at do a them funeral. at separate times. Nobody knows whose funeral exactly, it is. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, so. that I thought that was still really nicely done. And another reason I'm glad I watched Infinity War before watching Endgame was the beginning of Infinity War is when uh, Tony and Pepper are walking through the park and he says, I had this dream that we had a kid and we named him after your eccentric uncle, Morgan. And then mm. when he, he has the kid in an Endgame and they name her Morgan, I was like, oh, that's so sweet. So we all enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, it was really, um, really We've good. already seen it multiple times or want to no. see it multiple times. Oh, and Star-Lord meeting New Gamora. That was good. She knocked him out. And, and I like, love that she's like, it was really? Either... That one? Well, <laughs> that like, tree. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that, you know what's good about that is they didn't do like a love at first sight thing with it. No, because, no. because it wasn't. she's not that same person, no. right? Like she's. It's she's the person from the beginning character. of the beginning of Guardians. Yeah. yeah. Or even before that. But well, it would have been the person from the beginning because yeah, it's oh, you're from right, the beginning right, of Guardians yeah, yeah. because that's... But yeah. even, in the be- even in Guardians, she wasn't really all that interested. No, and that's why. She, was, he, yeah. he, grew, he wore her down. <laughs> 
that rookery with, with his mat, with his you know dance moves and his awesome music. Yeah, which kind of makes me really feel sad for Star Lord because you know it's got to be awful to have to. Uh, well, I don't know. Was she in the end? Did she go off with she's the Guardians? Gone. No, no, she's she was, she was she's on the screen. Right, she he was trying to like fought, you know, look for her. He was searching. Yeah. Oh. Remember, he was looking. He was looking part. at her and trying to find her, and then Thor came in and went. Whoosh. Oh right. Yeah, it says searching on it. I didn't catch it the first time I saw it. The <laughs> second That's time. why. Yeah, so I mean, okay. That my point was going to be: it must be rough to have to go oh, through the yes, galaxy. Please with use her. knives. Yeah, <laughs> which is like Mantis. her only lines That's in the whole movie. Line the whole movie. I didn't even yeah. see her in the fight. <coughs> no, she was there. I yeah, like I, I think don't think I saw her fighting. The, the she was in the girl group scene. Yeah. Was she? Okay. Yeah, is it like she's just sort of like poses. like posing. So yeah, how many yeah. girls were in that scene? So there was Captain Marvel, uh-huh. Wasp, yep. Scarlet Witch, yep. Uh, Valkyrie, Valkyrie, Akoye, Akoye, Shuri, Shuri, Nebula. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, Gamora and Mantis. Yes. Am I missing anybody? Missing anybody? Did I say Wasp? Yeah. Yeah. Did you say Scarlet Witch? I just said Scarlet Witch. Was Wasp in that form? Yes. Because she should have been right in in front. She should have been in the van. No, they don't. That's that's later. No, that was beforehand. Because they had they had to get to the van to hotwire. She it. was she huge. was in the van. Oh, with him. It, had the van been destroyed at that point? No, because no? she the, that's when Captain Marvel goes flying through to uh, try to get the and then it gets destroyed I'm, as she I'm gets to it. Pretty so sure left. I'm pretty sure it's logical though. Like if you watch yeah. it, I think it makes sense. But she could have left the van. We didn't see her. <coughs> Scott's the one that's hotwiring it. So anybody seen an ugly van? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I have, but you're not gonna like where it's parked. <laughs> I like some of the callbacks to comic stories, like mm-hmm. Hulk holding up all the. Uh, I thought it, yeah, I thought it was like from, from Infinity Secret Gauntlet Wars. by the Secret Wars, right? Yeah, I forgot about that part. That was good too. And uh, Hail Hydra, like mm, that's yep. from that Cap story from a couple years ago, right? Yeah. Just, oh, well, so a lot of people like the the online criticism of this film is that oh, there's a lot of it's fan service, but. To me and I, uh, our friends at Post Wrestling, because everybody did a review on this movie. Every uh, podcast did a well, review yeah. on it, including our friends at Post Wrestling. Um, John pointed out, like, yeah, it's fan service because you've built up. Because there's been 21, you, 21 other movies. movies. And this is your payoff. Yeah. If you've been following all of it, you get every... Like, he, like he pointed out, like you... Thor Dark World doesn't have the biggest fan group, but the people who like that movie really got a payoff yeah. at the, now, the end of it. We haven't really even talked about Thor. We haven't even touched on... How he's the big Lebowski with a hammer? Pretty much. And, you know, his PTSD. Yeah, he had- Some people are talking about, are upset that, you know, the way that his... That, that he was dealt with as far as, you know, oh, you're making fun of overweight people or you're making fun of people with that, you know, that's how they're dealing with their issues or whatever. And not making I didn't, fun of, it's I just know, how he I, copes. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, and he it, went but it was, like, but it was made for laughs. That's yeah. the, what they're saying. I don't uh, feel that way, but no. well, again, I look at it as something that's a lot easier for me to cosplay now. I can be, I can be Thor without having to get a six pack. So before we get to the next part of the show, we'll go around the table because I've got some questions for everybody. Wait, I think I'm looking at my notes to see if there's anything I missed. So we'll go around the table and your your sort of end thoughts on the movie as it is now, and and any any scenes that you really really love that you want to point out. Jen, we'll start uh, with you. I'm looking at my notes, and I'm just okay. seeing what oh, yeah, I missed. Yeah, just, uh, Ryan, we'll I'll jump in then. No, no, I got it. Oh, okay. My notes aren't that detailed. So All right. I didn't know how long you were going to be. So, he didn't notes? leave me a chance to finish. 
Um, so the one I really like that it, it this movie completely wraps up the universe uh, and leaves very few loose ends. Uh, you're not like sitting there waiting for what the next movie is going to be because who knows what the next movie is going to be. Spider Man. Well, I mean, like the next <laughs> Avengers movie. Guardians Three. Yeah. Um, I think that one of the things I really loved about the movie was all like how they tied it up was all the closure. So like Tony got to have that moment of closure with his dad. Yeah. Thor got to have a moment of closure with his mom. Uh, Tony and Cap got to reunite. Cap got to reunite with Peggy. Uh, Tony and Spider-Man got to have their little closure. So I really like that ever, all of those little loose ends kind of got tied up, which again, it was one of the reasons why I think that it didn't make me cry so much because to me, the saddest thing would be is somebody dies without me having, being able to like have that closure. So I love that they gave every opportunity for all of that. Um, we only kind of touched briefly on the ending of Cap. I had no idea that was coming because, again, uh. haven't read any of the comics, don't really know the <coughs> comics. So I loved that. That part was so sweet. I was so happy that Cap got to finally have that moment. How long had old man Cap been just sort of hanging out over there yeah. waiting to sit down on that bench, hiding no. from them? <laughs> he got to have With, the no, life he, that he should have had. Was he hiding in the bushes until he they were there. all set up and everything? They're like, now I can sit on the bench. No, <laughs> no I don't think he existed until Cap made the choice in the past to not come back and well, boop. Uh, so, so no, I don't. I, uh, depends he, on which version. Of time I was listening to a podcast today where they did a review, um, and they brought this up. And it's like, okay, if you watch as he's leaving and he's saying, you know, they're talking about you know how long it's gonna be and all this. Mm. He looks at he gives a look to Bucky as he like yeah. kind of says goodbye and it, and you know kind of like uh, you know oh. like a wink and a nod as if. Do you think Bucky knew? Bucky knew. That's why when Bucky was like. Look, over, you know, over there, Sam. Like, you know, he not, he's the one that noticed old man Cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then was like, "Go, go talk to him, Sam." Like, he didn't run over to yeah. be see his best friend because he knew that his best friend stayed behind to have his life that yeah. he, yeah. That oh, he I deserved. Didn't, I didn't think of it that way. I thought of it more as he's just super sensitive to knowing about his surroundings and noticed that an old man was suddenly sitting on a bed. Well, that too, but he's the one that knew. I'm sure he knew. The old man over on that bench, that's Cap. Because I know Cap's staying in the past. So I think there have been two Captain Americas all along. Now there's there's one that got frozen, un- melted from the ice in 2012. And then there's the one who lived, who who was that guy and went back in time and lived with Peggy. And mm-hmm. he, So once we got to 2012, he, there were two of them. So yeah, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Uh, which means we, the, the Marvel Universe as we know it is... Uh, possibly an alternate timeline. Because, yeah. I mean, is this in the same way that there were two Nebulas and older yeah. Nebula killed younger Nebula? Yeah, yeah. The only thing that would have made this movie better for me is if at some point Squirrel Girl showed up. Uh, <laughs> they introduced her into the MCU. Well, that, I would have lost my mind. So that's the, so the one thing, <laughs> if you notice, yeah, we didn't get any new characters because yeah. there was no time I, to introduce I, them. Yeah. One, and he was in, there was one character who was introduced in a TV series first who made his first appearance in this movie, and that was Jarvis. Yeah, but... This was, oh, okay. But that's yeah. not... Well, but like I said, he was introduced in a TV series. He's yeah. been introduced. He's the only, he's the only TV character to yeah. be introduced on television first to show up in the movies. Yeah. None of the Netflix guys showed no, up. But that's is, so this is the same reason why we didn't get to. Netflix, we didn't get we didn't uh, get, X-Men, we didn't get... No, nobody didn't that get, hasn't shown up we yet. We didn't even get um, Coulson and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. Coulson would have been a good callback, but I guess he's... They did that callback in Captain Marvel. They got rid of him on Agents of... Well, right now, we don't know what's going on because of the five-year time jump. Yeah. So if the TV series is set in the five-year gap, 
That could make Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. a really interesting show this summer. Yeah. Is it still on? Yeah, it got, it got it, renewed for two more years. It got oh. it was weirdly renewed because everybody assumed it was gone, and it got because its ratings the last oh, season well, were not particularly good. Here's some good. news that we should talk about then too. Because did you hear that today there are two new Marvel Hulu series got yep. announced? One uh, is Ghost, Ghost Rider, Rider, which is probably the guy from Agents of Shield, and the other is Hellstorm. Yeah, which is weird. Which one? What's Hellstorm? Son of Satan. He was the son of Satan. Wow. Oh. He had his Don't own book. He's, yeah, it's like a Marvel, like, it's like this Marvel mystical demonic. So it'll be interesting then, <laughs> since it's going to be on Hulu, because you know it'll be more of the adult one. So that's why it's not on Disney Plus. Yeah. Exactly. But will it tie? You know, be technically tie into the MCU, like the WandaVision, which I still have no idea what that show's going to look is like. Rumored be. to be taking place in the fifties, yeah. which makes no sense. Yep, yeah. I have no idea where that's coming from, but I'm looking forward. Other to than it. the whole thing is a result of Wanda's chaos powers. Yeah, could be. Could so, be. anything like, else to add, Jen? Since we went off on a big tangent, um, <laughs> sparked by one of your comments. I don't know if we want to talk about it now or later, but uh, when people. The, when the dusted are now reintegrating into society, we were like the reunion of Peter and Ned. Well, we'll we'll get into that a little bit in the second half of the okay. show because that ties into something I want to bring up. Okay, yeah, I, the only other I, I have feelings about that too. Yeah. And yeah, okay, then so, I'm good. Ryan, what was the question? So, like, oh, favorite your, moments, your and thoughts stuff. and favorite moments. Uh tap yielding Milner, throwing lightning. Oh. The way he was like, oh, just that whole sequence, really, that whole final battle is like really said, good. It's payoff. It's you know the payoff for all these years of these movies is probably like the one of the greatest, probably the greatest comic book battle. It, well, uh, our friend Way, our friend Way Ting put it back. It's comic book splash pages. Oh yeah, like it's exactly. just like it's, it's a whole two page spread, two page spread, two page spread. Yep. <clears throat> no, I totally agree. Mm. Uh, when yeah, I, it went for the feels. Like you know, there's multiple times where I'm, you know, wiping away at you know that single. You get that watering up in the corner of your eye. You got to yeah. reach under the 3D glasses to wipe away that those tears. When I said I wept and trembled, it was mostly from that Captain America scene, right? When he got the hammer, that's when my body started convulsing and I couldn't stop. And my, I, I was like totally with this movie. I I'm going to go on record and say that this has jumped to become my all-time favorite movie. Like like out of movies. Out of movies. Wow. That's like, an interesting statement. I know. It just and I keep going back to when I saw it it started with Iron Man, but it really clicked in Avengers, the first Avengers movie. Like this is everything preteen me wanted to see yeah this is 13 no. year old me reading comics thinking this is the most amazing thing ever and here we are really years later and <laughs> i'm seeing it happen in front of me and it brings me back to being a 13 year old kid in reading comics again and it's everything i I'm not saying it's a perfect movie, but I think it is my favorite movie of all time. Well, even just, you know, you think back to when Iron Man came out and we see it and it ends with him going, whether the, you know, the press conference and they're like, oh, what about your bodyguard? Oh, it was that you? And he's like, oh, well, no, no, I'm supposed to be, you, know, you expect him to, to, you know, secret identity. Oh, no, no. And then he goes, I'm Iron Man. And it ends just like that. And yeah. it's like right there. That's just like, oh, whoa. And then you get the, the bonus scene. 
Was they, you know, yeah. oh, you know, oh, I'm Iron Man, eh? You know, about the Avengers and it starts to build. You're like, yeah. oh, fuck, where's this going? Yeah. And then once we get the Avengers and like, you get the Battle of New York, where you finally get the Avengers together, oh, fighting an alien first, force. Oh, my God, I'm tearing up moments was Avengers Assemble for the first time. In the, oh, well, yeah, when they do it in that. Oh, the, the, the camera When the camera circles around them in the first Avengers movie. Yeah. Well, and then we get <laughs> Avengers Assemble said in this one yeah and it's everybody yeah so yeah there's just like there's so many moments so many scenes the tony's heart attack yeah oh, that yeah. was pretty good <laughs> thor's like i got an idea and he taps the, the little bit of lightning through the hammer oh I, I didn't know that would work it's like and then loki disappears with the, with the cosmic yeah. cube and yeah. there's an alternate timeline so now we know where the loki show's coming from mm. yeah it's that guy Kevin, uh, well, yeah, I guess you pretty much had your say. I, yeah, I'm like, yeah, it's, it's my favorite. It jumped into mind. I'm sorry. Uh, but like, it's the cap with the hammer scene. The, like, that's where the movie goes, wham, and it so, hits me in it's the like, face. Okay, kids, we're going to give you everything you wanted yeah. to see. Well, it's also it's interesting to see how the philosophy, even with us as film goers, has shifted. Because remember when the X-Men came out? And they're all in the black leather suits because the idea was is the spandex suits would look ridiculous on screen. Yeah, yeah. This movie has proven that thought completely and utterly <coughs> obsolete and sort Nobody's of Nobody's really wearing spandex. Though. No, but at least no, it's but colored. It's, they're, they're all colored. colors. They're, yeah. It's basically the superhero suits, right? The, they're oh, yeah. superhero suits, but they're you not. You have Fat Thor fighting yeah. in the battle. Yeah, right? Fat Thor. You know? With his braided beard. Yeah, and, and my thoughts are exactly the same as Kevin's. It's the, the kid in me is like this is everything that I was trying to tell people in high school what was cool about comics was on that screen. Exactly. And, and now apparently they listened because this movie is over making over a billion dollars at this point. It's at it's at like two billion already. Yeah, it? has it already like gone? It's gotta be close. Because as you say, if it's gone already gotten to two, then that means it's and I gonna feel, pass Avatar any time bad now. of whatever opens this week. I, I saw it too. I think it's pet no pet cemetery or Already open, yeah. And there, no. there's one or two. Pikachu things. opens next. Detective yeah, Pikachu opens next good, week. Yay, good luck Detective to Pikachu. it. This is a movie that I think is going to have legs for another couple weeks. Oh so. yeah. So um, I I tried to get together our own Avengers for this. Unfortunately, it was due to how we saw the movie, like sort of spread out. It I didn't have a lot of time to pull people. Um, and other people had other commitments. Alex Greenfield said he would love to be on the show and talk about it because he's got a lot of thoughts, apparently. But he's uh, he's in pre-production on a film right now. So, one, congratulations to Alex on getting a movie made because that, uh, that alone is a pain in the ass and doesn't happen sometimes. And, two, he was also he's also working on MLW's weekly show. So, between those two things, he was out. Um Everybody else basically talked about it on their own podcast, <laughs> but I knew I had to get somebody, and we brought on our friend Nate Milton to to bring his thoughts because it, he also has a couple thoughts on diversity that we haven't even really touched on that were that are pretty awesome. And he had a theory that was so simple <coughs> that I'm amazed that none of us thought of it, and nobody seems to be putting it out there yet on social media or anything. So let's uh, go to Nate Milton and have him explain it. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, as we like to do with these huge, huge movies, we like to bring in uh, one or two of our friends to uh, 
talk about the film and uh, give us different perspectives. And one of the longtime friends of our show uh, has agreed to take time out of his uh, day off and join us. Uh, Brother Nate Milton is with us today. You know, Brent, I do a lot of podcasts and I don't take a lot of them personally. But this one, I think I'm going to enjoy this one. <laughs> uh, I, I love your memory for quotes from films. <laughs> it's so much better than mine. So I, I guess we'll we'll go straight into it. Uh, what did you think of the movie, Nate? I thought this was a wonderful ending slash new beginning for the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It it was three hours of fan service, and that's not a bad thing. Like I, I think mm. in the context of films and, and TV shows, fan service kind of gets a bad rap, but. If you've got an audience that's put in 10, 11 years worth of time and money to your product, I feel like the end result, the, the final chapter, should be something that rewards those longtime fans. And, and this certainly was that. Like it, it wasn't something that I think alienates people that are maybe casual Marvel fans, but it certainly had more depth and meaning and, and resonance if you're somebody that's been watching since the original Iron Man back in 08. Yeah, I would completely agree with that, just because it's, like, it, it, and as a comic book nerd, especially growing up, this this film was just, like, you know, 10-year-old me would have never dreamt to mm. see anything like this. I always reference it of, like, you know, like, when I was growing up, comics weren't particularly cool with a lot of people, and the comic book movies we had, aside from, like, uh, the Christopher Reeve Superman and the 89 Batman were not good, especially the Marvel films. So this this was nice in fulfilling all those fanboy dreams, I guess. Yeah, and it's something that, I mean, obviously they get a lot of credit and they get a lot of money, uh, as the box office has shown. But it's something that I, I think from a film standpoint, from a connected universe standpoint, has not been done since you know and i think we talked about this when we discussed infinity war like this is something that really hadn't been done since the universal monsters back in the day and even they didn't have this kind of scope where yeah. you're getting all of these characters and all of these stories put up on the screen mm, I, I completely agree so uh going into the film uh were there any moments that really stood out for you was there <laughs> anything that you really really like that that is for me that is what i like and i'm glad they put it in there well funny story because i was not going to watch this film until a week after it came out okay and the reason i ended up watching it opening weekend is because i had it spoiled for me Oh yeah, my <laughs> my five year old niece. Oh, uh, I, I had called and you know they were on spring break and uh, yep. my three nieces went to go see the movie, and so I talked to the oldest niece and you know she was like, "You're really gonna love it. I can't wait for you to see it and we could talk about it." The middle niece was like, "Yeah, it was really cool," and then the youngest niece comes on here and and I'm like, "So how did you like the movie, Uncle Nate? Iron Man dead." <laughs> and, I, and, and that put that put me in a situation where you know you can't cuss out kids, especially your no. family. But in my mind, like I'm smiling because we're on the video chat. But in my mind, 
I'm I'm like you son of a gun. Um, so so after she spoiled that, it was like you know what? There's no point in trying to avoid spoilers or or wait another week. I might as well just go ahead and and see it. And yeah. so I went out and saw it. And to be fair, you know, knowing what would happen to Tony did not ruin the movie experience for me. You know, it would have been a bigger surprise had I not known. But going into the theater with that knowledge still didn't hurt this film. Like I still loved it. Yeah, it's it's interesting because uh, for me, I figured either Tony or Cap wasn't really getting out of this. Um, I, I was a little surprised that it was uh, Iron Man who ends up not breathing by the end of the film, just because uh, I kind of figured he might stay on as sort of a mentor yeah. role in future films, and then Cap would bite it. But it, uh, it it looks like they're they're both sort of gone out of the universe at this point um i i must admit i did completely think of you when uh black panther came out because i mm. know how much you love that movie and i could just sort of hear you in my in my mind in the background go when he steps out of the por- the portal going wakanda forever well there was two there were two scenes technically like, it is like when because even before that, like even before we see T'Challa, Shuri, and Okoye come out of the portal, we hear Sam in Cap's ear on your left, which is a great callback to Winter Soldier. Yeah. And this movie was full of great callbacks. But to see, you know, the Wakanda contingent step out of the portal, and then we've got the Guardians and Spider-Man, and then we've got, you know, Valkyrie on a Pegasus, and we have this entire screen filled with heroes. Like even Wong showed up. Uh, to fight this time, uh, it, it was it was a great scene, and I loved the little bits of action that T'Challa got to do. But then at the end of the movie, you know, you talk about the fates of these characters. I was much like you. I thought Tony Stark was going to survive and Cap was going to die. But damn it, if Marvel didn't find a way to subvert my expectations and make what I got even better than I had imagined, because Tony got this full circle sacrifice and you know even going back to the first avengers steve's telling him you're not the guy to make the sacrifice play you're not the guy to you know lay your life on the line Mm -hmm. and we see tony sacrificing everything you know including this new daughter that, that he's got uh so we got that moment but then when cap gives sam the shield yeah like that there was a couple moments during this movie that I got a little choked up, and that one got me choked up because it's like not only do we live now in a world where uh, you know Black Panther exists, we live in a world where kids have seen Miles Morales in the uh, Spider-Man uh, Into the Spider-Verse, and I- I'll have a little theory about Miles a little bit later. Uh, but now, like Captain America, and not to get too political, but given the current climate in America, if that climate continues for another four years after 2020, the Captain America, the, the symbol of this country on the screen, will be a black man. And that, that's kind of cool. Yeah, and uh, I kind of like it for the fact that um, that there's not going to be a pit stop there. The, yeah. like Because in the comics, a Winter Soldier is capped for a while, and then it gets handed off to, uh, to Sam. But uh, I, I kind of like that they're like not only are they kind of skipping over the the Winter Soldier part, but they're also like he gave his kind of nod of approval too. Yeah. Like that. Like this isn't for me. This is this is definitely your your slot. 
And it, it makes sense in this MCU because, you know, I love Bucky. I think Sebastian Stan is one of the more underrated characters in this, uh, actors mm. in this universe. But this guy, for most of his life as a, you know, somebody that the public is aware of, was a war criminal, was a murderer. Uh, and he's he's only now been rehabilitated. So it wouldn't jibe with me, particularly in an America that is rebuilding after the snap, to have Bucky be the symbol of this country. So with the closing of, of this sort of uh, phase, as they like to refer to it, uh, although officially the next Spider-Man film will be the end of this phase, uh, where do you see them going from here? Or where do you want them to go? Because really the only project that's been an officially announced in terms of films is Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Like, we know that's coming soon, and we know that a Black Panther 2 is in the works, but we don't know much about that. Do you have any hopes or dreams for for what's coming, or any ideas of what's going to come next? I think Far From Home is going to be really interesting, and it's going to make a... Well, it was going to make a ton of money anyway, but I think coming off of Endgame is going to make even more money because people are going to be hungry to find out what happens next with this world and these characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Sony, don't screw it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think, like, Peter's journey is going to be something, I think, important in this next phase because he's probably the most popular character now. Um, you know, you can make an argument for Black Panther, uh, but I think just in general, Peter Parker's probably your most popular character in the franchise now. And he's lost his mentor in Tony Stark, but he's kind of, you know, gained this new family. And Mm -hmm. so will we see more interaction with Nick Fury? Will we see more interaction with uh, Doctor Strange? Uh, I think one of my favorite moments, like a little tiny moment in uh, Endgame, is when Peter's running with the gauntlet. And, you know, Captain Marvel's just got through destroying the ship, and he's like, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And she's like, Hey, Peter Parker. And, and like, I think there are so many interesting combinations that can branch off with Tom Holland and, and the various people in this universe. Uh, and, and getting to branches off, Miles Morales is something I think might be closer to a possibility on his screen because of the time jump. Oh, you think so? Because last time in uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, we met uh, Donald Glover, who is uh, Miles Morales' uncle. Yep. And, you know, he's like, I got a, I got a little nephew at home. And so I'm guessing, you know, that nephew is probably nine or ten. Now we okay. jump five, you know, now we jump five, six years from homecoming. You know, he's perfect age to be a, a, a Spider-Man in training, if you will. Oh, that I hadn't even thought about that. Because that was a, like when uh, homecoming first came out, I was like, oh, it'll be cool, you know. 10 years from now when we see Miles when he's age appropriate but they've they've cut that in half with the time jump so maybe yeah. we maybe we don't get full miles but we'll get you know the seeds to a miles because maybe Miles is going to Peter's high school now that wow that that makes a lot of sense I hadn't even thought of it because my only thought in those regards has been okay so we know that all of Peter's friends <laughs> got dusted yes because they are all now the same age like it would have been weird if peter came back at 16 and mj's a grown-ass woman like that would have been a little weird yeah (laughs) but like i hadn't even thought of that and that's a that is a perfect way of introducing that character and bringing them in and uh 
I, I'm going to go on record to say that you're one of the first people to to point out that. So if that happens in this movie or the next Spider-Man movie, I will give you full credit. <laughs> it was something I was thinking about. I was just like, because time travel to me is one of these things where I think they did it really well in Endgame. Yeah. Uh, you can always kind of poke holes in time travel stories, but oh yeah. For the most part, I thought they did a good job, but I was just thinking. I was like. Peter and all of his classmates had to get dusted at the same time, so they're back in this high school. The kids that were in middle school five years ago, they're in high school now. Maybe Miles is one of those kids. That's a that's a really good way of bringing him about. So uh, before I let you go here, uh, we know that Disney has brought back uh, a lot of the other characters now into their their property fold because they bought Fox. Uh, so the question that I'm asking my my regular co-hosts, uh, I'm going to pose to you: Going forward, do you think we see X-Men characters first or Fantastic Four characters? Who gets folded in first? That's a tough question because I think Feige really wants a Fantastic Four, a good Fantastic Four, to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you're looking at which property has the least amount of tarnish on it it's x-men by far yeah uh you know the x-men movies haven't been perfect over at fox but they've been hand and fist better than uh what we've gotten from fantastic four recently so i think you bring in x-men first and i think the way you've done it and this isn't my theory uh i'm i'm appropriating it uh because that's a better way than saying stealing uh i'm (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm, a, I'm borrowing it from uh, uh, Corey Coleman over at Double Toasted. I was listening to their review uh, this past weekend, and he's like, you know, the snap rocket makes point to mention the energy that was released. Yeah, maybe that is, that energy creates mutants. Yeah, uh, uh, it's that would be my theory as well. That like it seems like that is a very good reason why they made sure to point that out in the story. Yeah, there's, there's, there's so many ways they can branch off of this. Like, I think we're, I think we're going to get both eventually. Oh but, yeah. I, it's like, it's more a matter of who gets out first. Yeah. But I think it makes more sense to start with the mutants. Cause it's an easier kind of tell, uh, than, than trying to rehab the fantastic four. It's so many possibilities, and and I'm I'm intrigued by uh by Guardians three, and and also stakes, Brent. You know, so much was made at the end of Infinity War that mm-hmm. oh oh they're gonna bring everybody back. This movie didn't have any stakes. Yeah, it did, because at the end of Endgame, Scarlet Witch, she dead. Tony yep. Stark, he dead. Yep. Captain America, he old. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Gamora, uh, Gamora Prime, I guess she's still dead. Yeah, and even more than those people that have, that have lived or died, that five year jump is crucial to the stories going forward. And I think, man, there is so much runway that they've given themselves to tell stories that have occurred after the five year jump. But also, you know, especially when you talk about those Disney Plus shows, we might get some stuff in the in the interstitials, like what happened in the five years from the snap mm-hmm. to Endgame. And those, I think those will be some interesting stories. I, I, I am I was excited anyway for Disney Plus, but now, given the events of Endgame, like I, I really want to see uh, the the Scarlet Witch show, see what they do with that. The Loki show should be a lot of fun. Yeah. The uh, Winter Soldier and the Falcon show, like 
I, I want to see what uh, ramifications Steve passing that shield on to Sam has on mm-hmm. that show. And will it be kind of Sam going back and forth over whether to take the mantle before ultimately doing it? And then that's when, when whenever we get the next Avengers or, or Captain America or whenever that character shows up, he'll be Sam Wilson, Captain America. So like this, they've set themselves up perfectly for the next phase of these stories going forward. Mm. Now, the last thing I'm going to bring up, we're going to get a little political here, but um, I feel it, it, with you on the show, it's a, it's a great way to, to get that voice out. Um, as our listeners will know, uh, the show is made up of four Caucasian people <laughs> and, uh, we, we try our best to be representative, but it, it, it's a little bit on the hard side and Nate is definitely a, uh, a man of color. <laughs> so <laughs> with the, with the end of the series, uh, how did you feel about like the, the role of, Diversity is now going to be playing in it. it, it like, are is it great? Is it okay? It, are are we looking forward to to better things? Because we have we have a black Captain America. We have a woman of color leading Asgard. Yep. You know, uh, Black Panther made it back through the snap, good and fine. Uh, are we sitting at a pretty cool sort of diverse Marvel universe at this point? Yeah, and and I think. Marvel has always been more diverse to a certain extent, uh, even in the comics over the years. Uh, and, and, you know, you mentioned all of those examples, but we even got like the little uh, A-Force moment with, with the women. Yes. Uh, that's on the that's battlefield. Very true. Yep. Uh, so, I, like, I think the beautiful thing about these stories, and, and we've seen it over the last year, especially with Black Panther and Into the Spider-Verse, is... You can tell great stories that bring people into the tent, but don't alienate the people that are already in the tent uh, unless they have a particular axe to grind. Uh, yeah, but, but we don't care about those people anyways. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> <laughs> like the, those people, we're going to have a problem with it regardless. Oh, yeah. Uh, but to me, like, and, I, and I'll, I'll give you an example where I might have not been the, the highest on a particular example of representation. Not that I, you know, I don't want to get this twisted with the, for the listeners, like I'm not a misogynist or anything, but Captain Marvel was just, you know, it was a, it was a good movie. It didn't blow me away. Oh, no, I, I am in that same boat, Nate. You're not alone on that one. But seeing the effect that movie had on my nieces, like, why would you want to ruin that for somebody else? Like, it might not be your cup of tea, yep. but if, if we're all fans of this stuff, and to a certain extent, most of the people that are complaining about this stuff are grown men who know what it's like to be set apart or ostracized because, like you said, Brent, this stuff wasn't cool 10, 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, but... And so why would you want to deprive somebody else of being included in this cool thing and, and, and seeing themselves represented on the screen? Like, I, I've, I've never got that mentality. Yeah, me neither. And, and especially now, like, you know, I think all of it makes sense. You know what I mean? Like, like not even like you could argue with some things like out there in other pop culture things. Oh, they're just doing that for the sake of doing it. Well, in this uh, beyond the the diversity aspect of this, this all makes sense for character beats. You know, we we, Sam's sort of been building up to being the carrier of the shield for a while now. You know what I mean? And 
and uh, Valkyrie having that sort of story arc. Now, I think you could have maybe stretched that out a little bit longer before she become like, because the last time we saw her, she was kind of a badass drinking warrior. And now, <laughs> and now she's supposed to be the, the ultimate leader of the what's left of the Asgardian people. But even besides that, I think she makes sense. Like yeah. it's, you know, Thor, Thor obviously needs to work something out. And in the storyline, they also said like, you know, maybe he shouldn't have to do this and all that sort of stuff. So it, she's the logical choice for all that. And even from a practical sense, from a business sense, Black Panther made $700 million. <laughs> yeah, yes, there's so also what, that. If, if I'm Marvel, like, obviously, yes, it's cool to, you know, have all this representation and diversity displayed on the screen because it appeals to more people. But at the end of the day, the main color is green. And Captain Marvel <laughs> made a bunch of money. Black Panther made a ton of money. And yeah. so... Why would you limit yourself by catering to the smallest part of your audience who doesn't want change? Yep, you can you can do change and make a shit ton of money while yep. you're at it. All right, so uh, thank you very much for your input and your views, Nate. We always appreciate it when you're able to come on the show. Uh, tell our listeners where they can find you outside of us. Uh, you can find me in a lot of different places, Brent. I, I am... Uh... I'm like the ancient one. Uh, I'm, I'm in all times and all realms, and, and I, I know things that people don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you can check me out on the Kings of Sport. Uh, that is my primary podcast home, myself and Marcus Vanderberg from Yahoo Sports. You can check that out. Uh, Cospod on Twitter, KOS underscore POD. We also have a Patreon where the last couple days we've released some in-game related content, including a video review uh, for myself about the film, and you can find that at patreon.com backslash the Kings of Sport. I am also a part of the post-wrestling family, and I have a monthly podcast called the Rocky Maivia Picture Show, where I review the films of Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and the latest edition of the show was a review of Be Cool uh, from 2005 featuring Brent. Yep. It, so it was a lot of fun. I, I love doing that, Joe. Yeah, so we, we talked uh, we talked about the movie and, and kind of the general zeitgeist of 2005 and uh, a little bit about Elmore Leonard. And, and, and so it's a fun review you can find over at postwrestling.com. And if you want to, you know, follow me on, on, on Twitter and hear my uh, thoughts about comics or uh, TV shows, I'm also one of the hosts of the Black Lightning podcast uh, over on the uh, DC TV podcast network. So whenever that show comes back for season three, you'll hear me talk about that. But uh, you can check me out on Twitter at in the number eight M O Z A I K uh, at Nate Mosaic on Twitter. And and I'm glad that uh, you know we had this opportunity to sit down and, and talk about this movie, Brent, because you know I wasn't going to do it at first. You know I, I wasn't feeling good, and my my Skype connection was acting up. And then Brent just looked at me with those eyes, and he said, Nate whatever it takes. And then I, ha I had to follow him. So. <laughs> <laughs> and that was our good friend at Nate Milton from the Kings of sport and multiple other podcasts. Uh, in case you're interested, I popped on uh, his podcast, the Rocky Maivia picture show last week to do a review review of be cool. Um, it's a terrible movie, but it was a fun episode of a podcast to do. <laughs> So, um, we've now come to almost the end of the major story arcs in the MCU for now. 
we know that Kevin Feige has said that Spider-Man is the the end of Phase Three. Yes, Phase Three. What, what are they calling or it? The Infinity four. Saga. Yeah. yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, the photos of that giant Blu-ray set that, that's yeah. coming out. Uh, I can only most have... of them on Blu-ray, anyways. Well, though, so it's like I remember we had that conversation where I thought, oh, I don't have many of them. You know, the, the early ones I don't have. I'm only yeah. missing two: Iron Man uh, and uh, and Incredible we're, Hulk. We're the only ones I don't have on Blu-ray of the newer ones because they've been on Netflix, so it yeah. hasn't been lit, but yeah so we know that spider-man's going to probably answer a couple other questions that we have or create some new ones or at the very least it'll sh- hopefully show us how the world's reacting to yeah. right people that were I gone think coming back from the scene we saw in the school at the end of the movie i think that means that uh, uh what's his buddy's name uh, ned, ned. Yeah, he, he got yeah, dusted. He got dusted. Well, yeah. all of Spider-Man's friends must have been dusted. Because or at least the ones all, we saw in the trailer. Yeah, they yeah, like Flash and MJ and Ned and Peter, because they're all in the movie. And, and they're, they're all, all the, same the same age. They're all the same age. So, they so all if it's dusted. five years in the future, they must have all been dusted. But as we heard from our good friend Nate Milton, that means that there's a good chance that uh, the Prowler's little nephew is now of the same age as them or ca- caught up to them. Or uh, close. So yeah. we could have Miles Morales... Yeah. More yeah. readily available than we had first thought. That's yeah. true. It all comes down to how old was he in that first movie when they yeah. talk, when name dropped him. We, yeah. Well, without name, well, when he said his nephew. <laughs> yeah. But uh, if you look at all the new cartoons, uh, they've been real quick to introduce Miles. Like they introduced Peter, and in, even before the end of the first season, they're introducing Miles. Miles. Yeah. And they're, he's a popular character. He a is. Cool one, right? Yeah. And, and it's, and, yeah, it's a good character. Well, I mean, and Into the Spider Verse shows that there is definitely people want to yeah. see him. So, and even if you go back to the original Ultimate Verse, where mm. they both co- you know they coexisted, like they were they lived in the same world. Uh-huh. He didn't become Spider Man until the other Spider Man died. Yeah. But the other Spider-Man was a teenager. There was only a few years difference, maybe, between them. And in them. this yeah. case, the other Spider-Man has been gone for five years, too. Mm. Right? Oh, I hadn't even thought about that. He, ooh. No, That's a I different, think, interesting layer to throw it, that he's right? been operating as Spider-Man in the last couple of years. I think if that would have been the case... Tony would have we would have seen him in this movie because Tony would have probably reached out well, to be like sought who is this yeah. going and pretending to be Peter? Although you know what, that's a storyline you can always do in something else. Yep. And you know Robert Downey Jr.'s indie movie doesn't do so well, and he wants to top up that bank account <laughs> a little bit more. It's you know you do the in between movie. Mm-hmm. So this brings up to a bunch of questions and a bunch of loose ends that are in this film. Like it does really complete the mm-hmm. story very well. But we do have a couple interesting things going on. So, uh, let's start with the obvious one of Loki. Um, Last we see Loki in this movie, he kind of warps himself out of the Avengers. So the ending of the Avengers would have been different than what we saw. Or there's something that happens in between there. Um, I guess it's safe to assume that... This is the spur of the the TV the show, Loki TV series, yeah. Possibly, what yeah. Would you timeline like, Loki. Yeah. What would you like to see out of that TV show? Uh, I'd like to see Loki Nothing. bouncing around through time, trying to influence historical Apparently events. Apparently, that's the rumor of what the show yeah. is, so, yeah, or at least good. it's a lot of time travel. Now, see that you can do that show without it being alternate timeline Loki. It could mm. still be the regular Loki we're used to seeing. That's still that's technically dead still, but that could just you know him 
going throughout the ages. Maybe we see him turn Thor into a frog or something. Or... <laughs> that would be kind of awesome. Uh, I have no opinion about the Loki TV show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Question number two. With Thor joining the Guardians of the Galaxy, is Thor in Guardians of the Galaxy 3? Or is that, or is he going to be missing from that and we get because we know that they want to do another thor movie i think um hemsworth has felt feels like he's just finally felt his groove with with ragnarok yeah yeah and i think of the original six avengers he's the one most likely to sign on for another well he's got on the record to saying that he'll continue to do thor as long as they want to do them yeah. as not as long as they're as, good as far as, as the other as, actors are too he's younger than yeah, yeah. Uh, he's younger than robert downey jr yeah. by a country and they're letting mile, him do comedy yeah. yeah they're letting him do and comedy he's really Thor. good at comedy yeah i i think that i really hope he's in guardians of the galaxy 3 because i think that he will add a nice spice to the the now <laughs> do you think it'll be stable... called guardians of the galaxy volume 3 or will it be called as Guardians? i think it of should the be galaxy. called guardians of the galaxy volume 3 but then he like writes the as at the front and like marker <laughs> I could see that, and I would not be surprised because there is currently a Marvel comic called As Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, uh, I don't think it that that's that much of a coincidence between the two. Well, it's either going to be that, or it could be uh, a Guardians of the Galaxy that takes place pre Infinity War. We have a hanging mm-hmm. plot thread from Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two as well. Adam, Adam Warlock. Warlock. Yep. Right, so there's that. And now, James having... Gunn loves that character. Yeah. He's been trying to figure out how to make him work for a while. Now, if you bring Adam Warlock in as a villain in the next movie, then it makes sense to have Thor along to help, uh, you know, because of power levels. Because uh, in the original Warlock comics, wasn't Gamora? Gamora was one of the characters who was in that. was mm-hmm. Warlock, Gamora, and Pip, the troll. Yeah. So... You know, that could be where Gamora ends up. No? I, I hadn't thought about that. So I think, um, I don't know this for sure, but I imagine we are all kind of in a little bit of agreement that that power surge that Rocket talks about of Thanos using the, the rings on Earth, that's how we get mutants. I, 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 oh, I, that I, never... Oh, that never occurred to you? Oh, I, I assume that's their, that's going to be their Well, excuse. that's what triggers the mutant gene? Or at least expanding. They're going to say mutants have existed for, you know, thousands of years, but that makes them more plentiful. Or the Tony one, then, maybe. The Tony, yeah, that too. Because like if the two. mutants were still showing up more plentiful, mm. why didn't they show up in the time, five-year jump? Or maybe it's well, the maybe they did. bringing the people back yeah. that caused... Latent mutant genes, or who knows? <laughs> Which, but that brings me to my next question that I posed to Nate. So we now know that the Fantastic Four and the X Men, all the mutants, are back in house. Which one do we see first? Fantastic Four. Yeah. Fantastic Four. I think Fantastic Four is easier. Plus, Fantastic Four has the villains that can. That can be the threat for another Avengers movie. That yeah. would be my next question. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So go ahead and ask your next question. Well, who's well, who? If they now we don't know that they're going to do another setup like this. Yeah. Because this took a long time. Yeah. They they may never attempt this again. No. But if they do, who's the big bad? Who can you compare to Thanos killing off half the universe at this point? 
the Avengers have started playing with time travel, mm-hmm. that's going to piss off Kang the Conqueror. You want Kang? Uh... I, you know, I, we talked about that we one the did. other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was also you know, the obvious choice saying, "Oh, well, Galactus," but you know, the Fantastic Four can take care of Galactus on their own. Mm, so, sometimes, sometimes, Squirrel Girl can take it. care of exactly. Galactus on her own. Now, I, but you know, I can see <laughs> that being a good, that, a good Avengers one, or like a good, you know, bring everybody together villain. Uh, my other thought was, okay, so you introduce the Fantastic Four, and you introduce the. The uh, negative zone, that's what it's mm-hmm. called, right? Yep. And you introduce uh, Annihilus. And maybe they beat him up, but then that makes Annihilus aware of their world. And then you get the Annihilation Wave. Mm. And that would be a big enough threat to need to bring everybody together. And that also put, brings in the co- the cosmic people, too. Yeah. Because that's that's the other trick, is it's it's got to be right. not only threatening Earth, but kind of the universe in order to bring in Guardians and... and Captain Marvel. Their group. Right. My other thought that Ryan and I were talking about the other day uh, when we when we spent over. two hours unloading a transport truck and yeah, we more or less did our own podcast just right. for the two of us. Um, I would love it. to see uh, the Masters of Evil uh, and mm-hmm. have your anti-Avengers and e- a team of villains. Uh, so, um, you know, Moonstone and it's in the comics was Baron Zemo. Yeah. We've sort of eliminated that Maybe character that. from the MCU. But, you know... The Tinkerer and the Beetle and all those people. The people who became the Thunderbolts. You could even do it as a Thunderbolts movie. No, that's true. I'd like to see... Because the Avengers, in some ways, the Avengers are now n- not in existence. Who would you like they're, to see on the Avengers? Yeah, because their their base is blown Squirrel up and, yeah. and <laughs> Thor's out in space, yeah. so he's not around. Cap's not around. Cap's so. not around. Iron Man's not around. It felt to me like there was a moment in the movie... And it was an unspoken moment where it felt like Cap was passing the mantle of leadership of the Avengers. Not of being Captain America, because we know he passed that on to Sam. But there just it felt like there was this moment where it got there was a look between Cap and T'Challa. And I'm like, okay, this is where the Avengers have now been handed over to T'Challa. Who so, is currently in the comic books the head of the Avengers. So you've got T'Challa, Falcon as Cap, uh, Winter Spider-Man, Soldier. Winter Soldier... War Machine. Doctor Strange. War Machine, Doctor Strange. And Ant-Man and the Wasp? Ant-Man and the Wasp. Scarlet Witch, maybe? And Scarlet, Scarlet Witch. Witch. Yeah, I think you need a couple too, so. women in there. And Shuri. And, oh, yeah, Shuri yeah. is Shuri your tech. Awesome. I want to see Shuri and Spider-Man. Yeah. Yes. We didn't get... That's one of the things we didn't get in either movie with Shuri and Spider-Man. There's yeah. been so many fun fan comics of Shuri and Peter becoming buddies and like bonding over science. <laughs> over science and, yeah. and Oh, I science, love it so much. Buds. I love it so much. They would be so cute. But yeah, you need another kind of like super genius tech person to replace Tony. And that's Shuri you, would be well, awesome. Well, she's an awesome, an obvious choice too. Well, yeah. But that's where you also bring in Reed. Reed Richards. Mm. Yeah. Now, the earthquakes that Akoya is talking about in the ocean, There's is that, that just earthquakes? Or is, or is, is there something going on? I is, think it's at this, po- at this point right now, it's just earthquakes. If they can figure out to make it Atlantis, they will. But right now, it's just earthquakes. Until they decide it's not. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's but if they, I don't know the Marvel version of Atlantis, but isn't that going to confuse people with the DC Aquaman? Uh, they could, but it's they're both the same anyway. Namor is, is a very different character than Aquaman. Like the power set's sort of similar, but it's there's ways to Namor has wings on his feet, and yeah. there's ways to change that all up. That's to, useful underwater. 
But uh, and there's a history <coughs> between the Wakanda, so the submariner, submariner, isn't it? Yeah. yeah, I well, I read it wrong as a kid, and I'm like, well, it still makes sense. He but, goes under the water like a submarine. <laughs> so there's a history of violence between Wakanda and Atlantis, though. Oh, yeah. so that's why. Like, so that could easily be. You know, you could make him your villain in Black Panther two. That oh, yeah, that's how you that's introduce an interesting Namor. Question that because that's one of the things <coughs> that I I can fault the Black Panther comics on. Is that he doesn't have like a really deep rogues gallery, right? And no. then one of them is now an ally, is now basically a buddy. So you kind of eliminated that. And as that's a possibility. Uh, what's his name? The, uh, the, the head of the gorilla tribe, right? Yeah, yes. exactly. For those who don't know what Brent's talking yeah, about, yeah, uh, Mimbatu, Mimbatu, yeah, yeah. So you know that you're going to have to give him a villain. Maybe Landis isn't a bad place to look. I was upset we didn't see a Starbucks in that pan across Wakanda. <laughs> Maybe that's going to be in like uh, in the DVD, the Blu-ray special features. <laughs> I thought we'd get the Olympics. Maybe a Starbucks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so we're we're all happy, and you know. After Spider-Man, we have a break. Well, yeah, well, we don't know. We yeah, Well, there's we no, there, there's stuff that's in pre-production, but other than, unless that rumor about the Black Widow movie filming in August is true, and who yeah. knows, it could be. I think there's something to it, because everybody who has been rumored to be involved with is definitely talking to them, yeah. because they're all keeping their mouth shut. Because yeah. David Harbour was doing the rounds for Hellboy, and as soon as that movie was released, he was being rumored for a part in in the Black Widow movie that we don't even know exists. But every talk show host asked him about it, like Jimmy Kimmel asked him about it and somebody else, and he clammed up quick. Yeah. Like, he's like, <laughs> I, I think more of them should take the Paul Rudd, Jeremy Renner route of inventing a movie that they can talk about. Uh, Mac and me. No, uh, 50-year-old no, virgins. 50-year-old virgins. Oh. Jeremy Renner on Jimmy Kimmel. That's any time it was a question about something he wasn't sure about. Oh, was, oh, there's the running... 50-year-old virgins will be in theaters this September. <laughs> there's the running joke that Paul Rudd has with uh, Conan O'Brien. And every time, time he goes yeah, on... Yeah, plays Mac and me. To promote a movie, they show the clip from Mac and me. Yeah. <laughs> I so any, anybody got any other mysteries or points they want to bring up before we wrap well, this sucker up? Now that the Infinity Stones are destroyed, mm-hmm. there's no Eye of Agamotto now for Doctor Strange. Or is there because, no, because they put no, it they, back? Nope. Yeah. Doesn't they, matter. Thanos they took just, it from the past to put it, back put it back so, so that Thanos, Thanos to get them get it, to then snap them. things to then destroy them. So they're destroyed. Uh, yeah, I guess so. And Maybe. Their Infinity Stones are know. gone. So their Infinity Stones are gone. Now, alternate alternate timelines could still be there because you have to think there's an alternate timeline where Thanos just disappeared one day and his whole army because mm. he went to the other well, to the future to the other timeline so and turned to dust. Here's the other thing: is the Tesseract right? Where does that fit in the whole grand scheme of things now? Because Loki made off with it. Now, alternate a, timeline, yeah, or is it? Or is it not? You know, there's like there. That's the problem with time travel. Is I'm this just, could make a whole. Well, unless they show us a clip where, yeah, he disappeared. Oh, and then they caught him again, and then they were able to finish off the way the Avengers finished. Yeah, then, then we know sta- that's that yeah, same he's line. Stashed the Tesseract in the pocket dimension for the hand over to Thanos. Yeah. 
I'm just going to go along with whatever they decide in oh, the yeah, movies. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, exactly. So I'm not going to be like, that's wrong. I'm just be like, you know what? Fine. That's the way you want to do time travel? Yay. <laughs> then and I won't not... give myself a migraine figuring yeah. it out. And it just, <laughs> other than just being a big part of his look, mm-hmm. the Eye of Ogamore, like they don't use, they only Maybe use the time travel. Maybe he'll the fun necklace. He could still. He'll keep like snacks in there or there something. And who knows what that net, they've announced Doctor Strange 2, haven't they? Like, that yeah, was one of the, so. the latest ones that they did recently. Yeah, like that, but that Panther no, 2. Like, no dates, no nothing yet. Yeah, just that it's in the works. And, like, that that's a movie that, like, we haven't even touched upon. It's Cliffhanger. Yeah, because what's his name? That other... Baron Mordo. Is that his name? He's yeah, out there somewhere. magic from people. Yeah. So, you know, it's... There's a, there's a, there's a lot of interesting stories that can still be told oh, with yeah. the characters that are left. I I just hope they kind of stick to the guns at this point and Iron Man and Steve Rogers Captain America are are done. Yeah. Well, I can see doing like the only way I really want to see Iron Man back, somebody suggested it, and I'm like, ah, that's okay, is he becomes... Holographic Jarvis Iron Man? Yeah, he's the, the AI for whoever picks up the suit yeah. next. Possibly Riri Williams. That wouldn't be a bad fit. Yeah. And he becomes Friday? Yeah. And for a cap, like, you can have him cameo, but I don't want to see him de-aged and... No, like, even back. as it is, you could have old man He's got man a satisfying cap. end. Yeah. Like, he could be hanging around. He could be the one that's kind of sending the different Avengers or groups out yeah, on, te- he's, on he's missions. Yeah, good and, tactician, right? Yeah. Or maybe he's just like, you know what? I'm done. And you don't see him anymore. Yeah. That's probably most likely is yeah. we won't see him anymore, but... So in a couple of weeks, we find out probably at least a little bit of the answers to some of our questions with the release of Spider-Man. A couple Far weeks being a couple months. Whee! Is it a couple months? I it's thought it was June. June. Yeah. It's about six weeks. It's May. Six weeks. It's May now. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and six, six weeks is almost two months, which is a couple months. It's, it's next month. Six of one, half a dozen of the other. It's so, more than two weeks. Yeah. So that's it. That's it. That's, uh, we can finish the podcast forever now. That's yep. it. We're, That's it. We're done. <laughs> Snap. Well, hope you've enjoyed True North Nerds. There's... We're done. <laughs> I thought we were yeah. going to talk about Star Trek. Oh, right. Okay, we're back. We're, we're, we'll go back and we'll go back well, and start reviewing Deep Space Nine again. Oh, we got to talk about Discovery. Oh yeah. Yeah, I guess that's our next episode is going to be. Yeah, we can do a discovery wrap up because I don't think there's a movie. Detective Pikachu. I can't wait for Detective Pikachu. (laughs) Yeah, but that's not one where we're considering mandatory. I don't think is it. I don't know. You tell me you're not going to go see it. Mandatory? Eh, We'll probably see it. Yeah, see, I know. I don't know if you're going to see it. I'm going to see it. Yeah, but I don't know if we'll see it the first day it comes out. Kind of thing. Eh, It depends what else we have going on. Yeah. Anyway, geek picks. Oh, right. Are we going to bother with that? Why not? My, mine is like, go see this movie. Yeah, my geek peak is Endgame. <laughs> it, <laughs> For all reasons of previous podcasts. Yeah, it's it's just, it, it was so good. It, and it, is, it occupied my brain so much since then. Yeah, he keeps spewing out theories every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully this jettisons them and I'm... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Um... Yeah. Well, I think that's a good geek pick. Go see this movie if you Go, see, Go yeah. see it again. It's Go our see it unanimous more of your geek money. pick. Yeah, this uh, they don't need your money, but it's a it it's. They don't I'm need it, but give it to them anyway. I'm curious how well it's going to translate, like at home. <coughs> oh, if you, you know what I mean. Four. Did you hear about the fact that the, a pirated version of the movie aired on? cable television in the philippines over the weekend really on a cable tv station wow somebody got fired (laughs) i saw that it was being investigated oh that's amazing 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, so um, lots. Of, I, I'm curious how to see when it translates to the smaller TV size. If it, I'm sure I'm gonna love it still, regardless. Oh, we're but, not buying a new TV just so you can see it in big screen. Again. No, you have to buy a theater. <laughs> we're not you buying buy a, a theater. You just buy a projector. And I you think paint we the wall. should find a day to go see it in IMAX. Yeah, I still maybe. think we should do the drive-in with the. <laughs> well, we'll see. But in so for I love the drive-in <laughs> for Jen, Ryan, and Kevin. This has been True North Nerds. We will be back with a uh, another episode in two weeks. And until then, Excelsior! Avengers Assemble! <laughs> I was going to say that. I am Groot. Set your phasers to sexy. You've been listening to the True North Nerds, recorded at the Utility Cupcake Research Kitchen. Reach the nerds on Twitter at True North Nerds, on Facebook under, surprise, True North Nerds. And you can reach them by email at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. If you like the opening theme song, it's called Set Your Phasers to Sexy by Kirby Crackle. From the album Sounds Like You. Please go to kirbycracklemusic.com or look them up on iTunes and buy everything that they have made. You won't regret it. So set your phasers to sexy. Oh, was it was it America's ass or was it Canada's ass? Uh, mine is firmly a Canadian ass. I'll have <laughs> you know.